Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A customer, a young man spent over $14,000 in our store. And after six months, they broke up and we gave him his money back. That's the RIJ way. That's how the meant to be guarantee started? That's exactly how it started, Danny. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, on X, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. We we don't get many 24 hours like we're about to have here in Memphis for the three biggest sports teams. And really, I mean, when you think about it, even if you take out, even if you set aside the Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis basketball, and Memphis football, or Tiger basketball and Tiger football, however you want to refer to it. We also got Tiger women's soccer, high school football playoffs. This is a big 24 hours for the city of Memphis sports scene. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to get it all in. You know. um, and it's Maybe like Home Depot. So you start from the bottom. You got all these high school football playoff, all these high school football playoff games where you know seasons will end tonight. It's winter go home, Mark. And then you've got the Memphis women's soccer team hosting LSU. I believe that's tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, tomorrow night uh, in the NCAA tournament. And then tonight you've got the Grizzlies playing U- the Utah Jazz. First ever in-season tournament game in Memphis Grizzlies history. First cup game. First, first ever home game, excuse me. First game with the new floor. First game with the new floor. And then, oh, by the way. By the way, did you see Dallas? Had to play is going to have to play a yes. cup game. Yeah, there's some there were some issues Which, getting the new court getting the new court ready. I haven't gotten much pushback on the. How will we ever know it's an in season tournament game if there's no court? Six hundred grand for ten games in five years feels like an excessive waste of money. 
Maybe they got them on the cheap or something. Maybe these. Maybe that's the part maybe of the problem. Maybe they got or, the floor on the Dallas cheap. Maybe Dallas was trying to go cheap. <laughs> but maybe Cuban's like, you know, I've been trying to pay Kyrie here. So tonight is not a big. The the, the Grizzlies Jazz game is not even close to the biggest cup game, if you will, in season tournament game tonight. However, for the Memphis Grizzlies. When you, one, peer back at the carnage of the first eight games of the season and then peer ahead to what lies ahead over the next, you know, month or so while we wait for John Morant's return, this is one of those games, like, if if we're talking about, okay, how do they salvage this? How do they, This is an important game tonight. Home against the Utah Jazz, also one of the worst teams in the NBA this year so far. Oh, well, so are you. No, I said also. Yes. I said also, and frankly, they you know if we're doing power rankings right now, I mean they did beat you by what thirty or forty the other you know, a couple a week week or so ago, week and no a half Walker ago. No Walker Kessler this week though. <laughs> okay, there you go. So you got that important. Problem solved. You got that important game at FedEx Forum tonight, and then up in Columbia, Missouri, Memphis basketball tonight in front of a sold out Mizzou arena. Sold out Mizzou arena has a huge game. Uh, our first real, the first real test of the season, kind of a chance to, uh, frankly, I think a chance to really generate some excitement, some real excitement, really quickly for this team. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, this would this would be as big of an early season win as I can remember. Yeah. So, and then if that for, weren't for enough Penny, for the Penny Hardware tomorrow, I believe a one o'clock kick in Charlotte, Memphis football. While again, not like a. Not like uh, in terms of what's going on in college football, not even going to register. Memphis versus Charlotte. It um, is on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> but for the Memphis football program, a really important game because if you win, it sets up, you know, like the biggest, like a, a really big late season game. You haven't had a big late season game like 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 you would set up against SMU in four or five years. I'd say maybe since the last time they played SMU. The, the 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 game day the game day one yeah. okay because they played SMU I mean, I, between now I guess now you and can then. make the argument the 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 Cincinnati game the yeah day, it was the Cincinnati the day the, after Thanksgiving and then the it's the, the Cincinnati it's the back to backs against Cincinnati is probably the last one that felt that would have felt like that I mean the Tulane game felt really big too honestly um, whatever it was a month ago but a big game in that sense and then you've got the uncertainty about will Seth Hennigan will Blake Watson play looming over it um, so. I'm excited, Jeffrey. This is like I'm excited and also anxious. You know, it's like a, it's a big weekend for Memphis sports, like an important weekend. No, every game feels significant. Yes, in its own way. Yeah, yeah, in its own way. So, lot there's a lot we could potentially be talking about coming out of the weekend. We'll dive into it here to start the show. Two forty or so. Blake Topmeyer will join us. He's the SEC columnist for the USA Today Network. We'll talk. SEC with him because there's a lot of big SEC football games. Tennessee, Missouri, Georgia, Ole Miss. I guess Alabama, Kentucky, just so if Alabama can keep rolling. It is a road game, right? There, It's in Lexington. It's in Lexington. Um, so 11 a.m. or 12, <laughs> 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. local. So it's a big weekend for the SEC as well. Um, 3 o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Um, we'll have maybe a, an update on the Michigan sign-stealing situation. Maybe the Big Ten will... Make an announcement about what's going on. What if, the uh, update, if they're going to suspend the up, Harbaugh? What if the update is there is no update? Well, that would be a victory for Michigan, I would think. Um, Harbaugh has already been shown both boarding the bus to the airport 
Jeffrey and boarding the plane that was that that is about to take off to go to Happy Valley. It looked like a perp walk. Like we were filming it. <laughs> we were filming it like remember when Madoff would hit the streets? <laughs> like it was filmed like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the, that's where we've gotten to. Also, uh, uh, there's other big college basketball games tonight, including Duke, Arizona, and Jeffrey. Your man, Coach K, mm-hmm. apparently going to be in the building at Cameron Indoor tonight. <sighs> maybe, get it. maybe they get some maybe. vision. How many? We'll we'll talk about it on the list. I want you to think about this. This is your assignment for next hour. How many time? How many shots of Coach K will we get on this broadcast tonight? That's. I want you to think about that. Think. We'll, we'll set an over under in the list next hour. Well, I thought he was just going to stay in the background. <laughs> will, will yeah. Also, where will his seats be? Like, what will he do? He will have floor seats. <laughs> baseline. Yeah. yeah, I think a baseline is where he usually goes. Um, and then. Uh, Interesting video of Jimmy Butler from the other night has surfaced mm. on the internet. I want to talk about that. And then we'll get into our games of the weekend because it is, again, a huge weekend. Lots of good games to talk about and think about. Um, what are we going to be talking about coming out of the weekend? I mean, out of these local teams, Jeffrey, who do you think has the most potential to have us like, you know, like this is the this is the biggest story coming out of the weekend? I think if that's the case, it mm-hmm. has to be Tiger basketball because it feels like they're the only ones. Like, if the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies beat the Jazz, like, f- fine. You know what I mean? Like, you are, mm-hmm. you're still a favorite tonight. Like, you're a four and a half yeah. point favorite, and yeah. so like that is okay. You finally beat a team that's mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that that registers. Even, even if you get a scenario where Memphis beats Charlotte, like in the same fashion that they beat UAB, the story still becomes. Congratulations! Now this Saturday, show me something. But it is a big story that coming out of it, you're playing. You know, right. you, you got a huge but, game against but SMU. St- but the story's not the win. The yeah. story is the SMU game. Now, now means a lot. Yeah. If if Memphis goes into Missouri and picks up a win, I think it's likely at the end of the season that that's going to be for sure a quad one win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, eh, it's interesting. Maybe so, quad two. I guess for let's, sure. Let's start with that game All first, right. diving into it. So it's a sold-out game, as you mentioned, at, at uh, Mizzou Arena. So Missouri was picked to finish ninth in the SEC this year. Okay? So they're kind of like – and Lenardi right now, if you go by his bracket, he's kind he's got them as a bubble team, essentially. Missouri's right in like – the problem The problem when you do the preseason expectations – They have a lot of SEC, new guys. Well, the problem with the SEC is that – that run of like six through twelve, they could all who they yes. could all end up anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Now they have a. I mean, listen, Dennis Gates had done had he came in last year as a first year head coach and took him to the NCAA tournament. He's coming off a successful tenure at Cleveland State. He's a guy like if he leads Missouri on a run in the next two years, he's a guy who's viewed as like oh that guy could go get a bit like like if Louisville if Missouri's good this year and Louisville makes a move. Like Dennis Gates will be maybe mentioned for the Louisville job. Don't don't tell Mizzou that they they <laughs> view their basketball job very highly. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Don't you agree with like? Oh, I mean, one hundred. He's a young, black, charismatic head coach who's really like a just a really yes. good coach. It appears a really good young coach. It appears. Um, but they lost a lot from that team last year. They do return a couple guys. They're kind of. I would. Uh, their roster seems equivalent to what last year's Memphis roster was. Remember last year's Memphis roster? They brought in. Quite a few new guys, but they had like you know more than this year's Memphis team. There was a couple key returners, 
if you know with whether it was DeAndre, Alex Lomax, Malcolm Dandridge. This year you've only got you know Jaden Hardaway and Malcolm Dandridge, and you know we'll see if either of them start. I mean, maybe Malcolm will start again, but um, so it, it it's interesting that way. I, I would compare it. It feels like to me in terms of what's this going to look like on your resume. Doesn't it feel like kind of equivalent to last year's Auburn game in terms of like that's the quality of opponent you're going to play tonight? And it might now. Yeah, I, will, the, I mean, I, I know it. Wasn't that Auburn game two years ago? No, last, well, they've played Auburn. They've played Auburn like twice in the last three years. But no, last year, remember they played them in Atlanta, and this will be diff, more difficult, I think, because even though that was a pro Auburn crowd in Atlanta, it's not going to be quite a, like this is going to be all Missouri fans. No, this tonight. is a this is a true road game. Like um, Atlanta and Auburn are close, but it's not like yes that. That would have like been that the, was that Auburn team was like an eight nine seed in the tournament that, ultimately. That like, would have been for me like the classic semi away. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean, and this yeah. is a true this is a true away game. Um, and I think, but remember that Auburn game, like that was their best performance of non conference play. Remember that when they went, they won by double digits over Auburn in Atlanta last year, and like they couldn't stop. You remember that? Yes, uh, I was trying to think because both of. This is this is around the time that I would always go to Vegas with my wife for for mm-hmm. a conf- she'd have they like won eighty two seventy three Memphis did but remember they controlled they controlled the game um, and it was uh, was the A and M game two years ago no last year they played A and M and and Kendrick, do you think the Auburn win was better than that one um, well because at the time because remember the A and M game they had to hold on late. Remember they were up big and they barely like had to hold on for dear life at the end of the game. And I would say this, A&M was not considered like A&M came on strong at the end of last year. And that was also a home game too. But A&M Yeah, A&M started slow. Like they had a bad like, like when a, Memphis played that Memphis played A&M at like their Remember the next game they went and lost a t- to a terrible team after they lost to Memphis. It was kind of their low point of the year. I forget which uh I was, was like more some, just thinking though I thought they were like yes, it was a you could make the argument the Auburn win was a quote unquote better win at the time, but in terms of I felt like they peaked like that A and M game like that was them okay. at their absolute best. Remember all the dunking like every well. Was, here's what I say: Auburn was ranked number eleven at the time when they beat them. Like it felt like that Auburn game when they went out and beat like controlled the game against Auburn and all again Auburn didn't turn out to be the 11 number 11 team in the country that year but they were number 11 in the country at the time of that game. And so, you know, they hadn't beaten anyone. Yeah, Auburn. I mean they, they finished what is an 8 either an 8 or 9 and they had yeah. Houston down at but the I half just think but then the, the reason I bring it up back. is I do think it's going to take that type of effort to go into Missouri tonight and win. Like you're going to have to play really well to go win this game tonight. I suspect, but again, this is this is beginning of the year. Maybe not. I mean, I've you know what I mean. Like, I yeah. think Mizzou could be good, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, I find it hard to believe that you can go play meh and win on the road. Yeah, in an SC, in a hostile SC, correct SEC environment against a team that's viewed as as you know pretty good. Like, I, it's funny. Jay Billis came out with his. He does like a top sixty-eight ranking. You know, essentially mm-hmm. for the NCAA tournament and. Uh, it was uh, he had Missouri as like number. He had Memphis. At, Memphis was forty one, I believe. Yes, Memphis was forty one. He had Missouri at number sixty in his one through. Yeah, I mean, this rankings. is the. My thing is, I think in college basketball, what we're going to see this year is like. It feels to me like 
15 through 50 mm-hmm. is all pretty squishy. Yeah, to that point, because part of, you know, there's two reasons why this game is important. We mentioned one reason earlier of, you know, you want it like you win this game. You know, like last year, it just it felt like for whatever reason or reasons, it took a while for like the city to really get engaged with that Memphis basketball team. Remember that? Like, yeah, but I think that's a byproduct of college basketball. Today. I know, but like my question is, and I think you're right. I don't think it's like a negative on the the fan base or anything like that. I think you're but right. I, it's I, a reality. I, I agree with you. It's a reality of what of modern college sports, modern sports in general, um, with how many options you have and all that. But well, it's just now everything is trending to being a postseason sport. Yeah, and the problem for Memphis that they have is much of their. Seating and whatnot, their resume gets determined. But ultimately, this is a different type of town when it comes to college basketball than most places yeah, in the entire country. Totally and if you can win this game, you can really generate some real excitement here, probably. Well, there's there's also another key factor. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Grizzlies are depressing. Yeah, that's t- that's true. You can you can provide some hope. And then the other reason why this is important is we've talked about it ad nauseum. Is you know you basically yes, there's ten opportunities in non conference play. But there are 10 opportunities in non-conference play because you're going to get very few after that. And you're right. I think because this is a true road game, it probably that means Missouri would have to be top 75 in the net at the end of the year for mm-hmm. this to be a quad one. I think there's a decent shot that they'll remain in the top 75, I would hope. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's not guaranteed. Yes. But typically, you know, we saw, like, even that, even that. Remember, they played that terrible Georgia team that they lost to. Mm-hmm. Even that Georgia team was like one ten in the net. Well, you know, was it two years ago when they lost at Ole Miss? Like mm-hmm. that Ole Miss team, I think, still finished in the top one hundred. Yeah, and so if like if Missouri is even a bubble team, there's a decent chance this will be a quad one game for you because it's a road game. No, I mean, I I I want to say last year in the SEC, like 13, well, 13 of the fourteen teams finished in the top one hundred in the net. Well, here's what's interesting. I bring up the Billis thing because I was just going through it and I was going, okay, what teams in this 1 through 68 does Memphis play? And this is just one rate ranking. You know, it's not the, you know, the net is ultimately what decides the quads. And so based on what I see here, they get the best game, according to Billis's rankings, the best game Memphis has this year will be against Texas A&M on the road. He's got A&M at number 11 in his rankings. Um, then... Next highest rated team would be Villanova, who Memphis could potentially play, I believe, in its third game at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, what am I, I'm blanking on the Bahamas tournament name all of a sudden. Atlanta, Battle for Atlantis. Number four. Yeah. um, They could potentially play, Villanova's number 15, and then UNC, or then Arkansas, who Memphis could potentially play in its second game in the Bahamas, is number 17. UNC, who again could be a potential third game opponent in that tournament, number nineteen in this, and then Florida Atlantic is number twenty according to Billis. His his one through sixty eight, um, and then after I got I I watched that Barstool game because I think against Lo- Loyola Chicago. Yeah, again, it's tough to know what Loyola is because they had a completely new team. They had to go raid the Ivy League, but. My initial impression was that looks a lot like the team from last year. And weren't they missing a guy? No, he played. Oh, he played? Yeah. Um, and then if you keep going, Clemson is number 39 in this poll. Um, 
Memphis is 41, as you mentioned earlier. And then Michigan, who Memphis plays in its first Bahamas game, is 45 in Billis's poll. UVA is 47. Let's see. Any, any, Texas Tech, who you could potentially play in your third game in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. is 54. Um, Stanford is 56. So you, you, you uh, that's bet. Our guy Rob Eason has a better. It looks like might have a better team this year. Um, I know it's not his team; he's the assistant coach. But you could potentially play them in the second game instead of no, Arkansas. The, the key, the key in the battle for Atlantis is like you just can't get on the wrong side of the bracket. Like, yeah, you, you want to win you that like, first game. You need like. Although I guess it's encouraging that Stanford at least looks like it has a pulse. So if you yeah. do lose, like at least maybe you'll get a stand. You know, like last year's Stanford team, like that win didn't help you at all when you lost to Seton Hall. Uh, in that event they played in last year. Um, and then Missouri, as I mentioned, is 60. And then the only other AAC team included in Billis's 1-68 through 68 was UAB at 64. Um, so, interesting. I don't know. Um, but a big game night. We'll see what, you know, what starting line. I, I, I know some people are interested in what starting lineup he's going to play. Um, typically... While he does change his starting lineup a lot, Penny Hardaway, I I don't think he changes it much after he wins. Like he's a kind no, of yeah, superstitious a little bit. So I but like then again he did change it after an exhibition win. So I don't know, maybe he's changed his habits a little bit here. Um but I'll be I'm willing to bet he'll go with the same starting lineup as the first game. That's kind of my suspicion. Even though, as he mentioned, Got nine starters, Jeff. Of course, Mark. Nine starters, and Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills still played starters minutes. I, I'm kind of with him, especially in college basketball. Like, I don't it, like it. Doesn't really matter who starts. Like, no. I mean, what matters is who's on the floor the most. Now, the the problem becomes when there's like a clear better lineup, and you're not playing it. That is when, like, right now, there's no. I mean, they haven't played enough games where it's like I know in theory. You know, you want Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown out there, but I can also I understand where Penny was coming from with, you know, maybe you want more energy. You know, you don't want all scores out there on you know in your starting lineup necessarily. Like Nick Jordan brings something that the other bigs just don't with his energy and his athleticism, um, and and Malcolm too, um, with the way he played in the exhibition games, I should say, and at moments, and if he can do it consistently, I thought he was fine on Monday. Yeah. I, I, it looks like he has turned some sort of corner in terms of his it effort be, and like you know let's be clear. health and it might be that he's stamina. Healthy. Yeah. No, it it feels the, like cuz let's be clear, it's entirely possible that the conditioning mm-hmm. all of that's related to the knee. Yeah. No, he's he he, he looks, might feel better now and therefore he's in better shape. He, he looks good and and you know, this will be the all these guys have played in hostile environments. Except maybe like the Ashton Hardaway of the guys who are going to play major roles tonight. The only like most of them have played in hostile environments. They just haven't done it together yet. And this that I think this will be a big moment for them whether they win or lose the game because it's going to be the first time they're in. You know they're really in it together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in, you know in no, a, it's, in a, it's their first time going to war. Uh, yeah. Then oh, and by the way, stat I looked up: Rick Stansberry. Mm-hmm. 2-0 at Missouri in his coaching career. He's never lost at Missouri. Well, there you go. 1-1 at Mississippi State, 1-1 mm-hmm. at Western Kentucky. There you so, go. That, that, good omen because no Penny Hardaway tonight coaching once again. Yeah, I don't know if that's so, really going to apply eight, one way or the other. Eh, 
Yeah, I think it. I think it, I think these guys. You know, ultimately they came to play for Penny, so I think it does. I, you know, I'm not saying it's a major factor. Like you're not going to go. I, I think the key is that without Penny, you have a seasoned veteran. You have a guy who's the, not going to like blink at correct. being in front of 15,000 exactly. Missouri fans. Yes. Yeah, no, and he'll he, he's 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 coached in many he's, environments. This like guy's this. probably coached I don't know 20 something games at Rupp. Yeah, so um, it'll be a fun one tonight. Eight o'clock SEC Network, Memphis at Missouri in basketball. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk football. All right, Memphis football tomorrow. Um, I mean, there's only one question: Will Seth Hennigan start? Yeah, that's the biggest story of Tiger football right now. Yeah, because you feel you feel a little different. The Blake, even though Blake Watson's been fantastic for this team, if he doesn't play, I do think you know they got some other options there. Like other options, you feel decent about, pretty good about. I with with Tevin Carter, he could be a good option. I, I just don't know if we know enough yet. Well. I guess the way that I would say it is we've seen Memphis win without Blake Watson playing well. Mm-hmm. We've not seen Memphis win without Seth Hennigan playing well. And I think it's entirely possible they do not. I don't think they beat North Texas without Seth. Mm-hmm. No. No. I mean, he like. I mean, honestly, I don't think they beat UAB without Seth. Or not UAB, uh, excuse me, uh, USF without Seth. I mean, I, think that's I don't pr- think they're putting up 59 points if Tevin Carter's playing. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. And, it's again, it has nothing to do with whether or not Tevin is adequate. But I He's still- a first-time starter. It's going to be Correct. like a, you know, a learning curve no matter what here. Um, now, is it, you know, it, the big question is, is, you know, it's this internal debate that, Ryan Silverfield, Seth Hennigan, the training staff, all those people are going to have to have here in these next 24 hours or so is, okay, what percentage of health is good enough for him to play? But also, like, hey, like, can we win this game if we sit him? And can it, is it better for us in the long run to have a guaranteed, like, okay, he's going to be as healthy as possible going into the SMU game yeah, is it I, worth I get, it? Uh, the way I'd phrase it is like, what's the risk? Yeah, and I, I, I told you earlier this week. I, my, my feeling is, I, if I was, you know, given what's at stake here, I know it's not a big game in terms of like you're not playing some big time opponent, but it's a big game in terms of the for the stakes of the program. Like, no, yeah, you know, like you, the, the next, the last two games of the season are rendered meaningless if you don't win this game this week, and, um. And there's just so much you can – like, they're in the running to go to the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. Like, that is, right now, the pinnacle for this program. That's as high oh, – you know, that's as that's as high as this program can get, if we're being totally honest right now. And it's within reasonable reach. You know, like, it's not, like, that far-fetched to see Memphis doing that again. And so – No, you don't entirely control your own destiny, but the reality is – You got a every- pretty good shot. Everything that you would have set out for at the beginning of the year to accomplish is still available. You got to win two road games against two of the worst teams in the league and beat SMU at home. Yeah. You know, beat one good team in the league. That's literally all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably. Um, and so, if he, to me, if he can play, I'm playing him. I think you're right. Because if I he think, can play, I'm playing him. I think you can't really risk it. Yeah, but like if he can't play, I get it. You know, like ultimately it's, but you know, that's the big question. Yeah. And then the uh, like the other thing is, I guess you could define it by 
do we think we can win this game with Tevin? If the answer is yes, and you believe, and the doctors, the medical staff believes, an extra week would be extremely beneficial, then I think you have to take that into consideration. But at the same time, like, if he says he can go, I would, I would say, all right, we're rolling with it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll try it out. Yeah. You know, like, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of where I'm at. But I guess, I guess for me, the, the reason why I say it's the biggest story, because given everything that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. isn't it a little alarming if he doesn't go? Not from a, not from a, he ain't tough. Like, but it's like no. It means the it injury might mean was like, the, like yes. It was a, it was worse than because you thought in the moment. I suspect if he's if he's good enough to go, he will. Mm-hmm. And to me, the question is: if he's not good enough to go, is he really going to be that much better in a week? Well, and tell me what you make of this. We did. I, I did. I just got wind of it yesterday, but apparently at his weekly press conference, your our, new your new favorite Michigan man, Biff Pogi. The Charlotte head coach, who also had something interesting to say about Jim Harbaugh today, decided, <laughs> I'll read that in a second, but he, here's what he said earlier this week. He said, this is the Charlotte head coach. Here's the thing. We're getting good now. We fear no man and we fear no team for sure. Everybody's talking about Memphis, and Memphis is great. They're a really good football team, but we're getting pretty good too, so we'll see. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, it suggests he's confident. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I still don't read a ton into that. Cause yeah. like, it's almost as if he's saying, like, this is kind of a measuring stick game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Like, in the end, it's like, well, we'll see. Like, like we think we're getting good. But in reality, like, they're, they beat ECU on the road. And, and they, Tulsa. And they beat Tulsa on and the got, road. And in between got... Correct. So, like... B- Mollywopped like, by... Uh, <laughs> I, I think we can all... FAU. You, you can disagree... Like minds can disagree on the state of Ryan Silverfield, but I think we can agree Memphis is significantly better than those teams than we just mentioned. Yes. Um, and then um, you've also got Biff Pogi today. Now mm-hmm. tell me, now maybe this bodes well for Memphis. Might be a little distracted at 1 o'clock today. So in 24 hours before his team is scheduled to kick off against Memphis – Biff Pogge's thinking about a different football program mm. in the country, uh, a college football program. I have been quiet on the Michigan situation. This is Biff Pogge on X. But no longer. I was closer to Jim Harbaugh over the last three years than anyone except his wife and kids. If Jim knew, I would have known. I didn't know, and neither did he. I stake my reputation on it. Stop whining and get a better team. That feels directed. Yeah, it felt like it was directed at Ryan Day. You, at crying, at crying he, day. he left out Ryan Day. Yeah, he at the left end. out well, Crying Day. I think it would have yeah. been parentheses Crying Day. Yeah. Um. Actually, I love it that it's on Friday. Mm. Mark Hayes in the barn. Uh, okay. Today's game like, plans. He's already he's already put in the hours for Memphis. Gotcha. This he didn't like, let it distract yeah, him is, in the building. He waited till Friday to weigh in because he was too busy focused on Memphis the whole week. Mm. Now he's now the Hayes in the barn. Today's probably just a walk through day, or you know, you stay at the hotel, whatever. No, he he waited till Friday to finally weigh in because he was too busy. He was up to his eyeballs in in Memphis film. Well, certainly, uh, certainly a lot of drama for this Memphis Charlotte game. Not quite as much as this Michigan thing, but uh, 
the Seth Hennigan thing does add another a layer of really drama. I don't really say there's drama other than well, then will Seth play or not? Your quarterbacks, your quarterback yeah. got banged up. Like that's yeah. to me, like that's football. Yeah, but it's an extra layer of drama around the game. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'll say this: if he doesn't play, uh, it's going to be one of those types of games. If you're like a Tiger fan, I feel like it's going to be like very vanilla. Well, not just vanilla. It's just you're going to be anxious the whole time because like you're just trying to get through it, right? Like if Tevin's playing, ultimately what you're doing, what you're, you know, in a perfect world, Tevin Carter comes in there and just is throwing 85 yard touchdown passes like he did when he came in last week. But like the reality is. You got a backup quarterback in there. It's going to be rockier. Well, and Charlotte has kind of zigged while everyone zags. Typically, they're—I mean, they—they're—they're they're one of the top teams in the conference. I think they're maybe the top team in the conference in ball control. Like they—they're time so, of possession team. So now that now that we've had the cusification mm-hmm. of the American, mm-hmm. for those that are unfamiliar with cuse of football, here's what you do: every good player you have. You put them on offense. Yeah. And then you hope to God that you win the turnover battle because that's how you get stops on defense. But you put Mm -hmm. all your good players on offense. Well, what they've kind of done is put a lot of their good players on defense and then they're trying to hold the ball. And like that's kind of the path they've gone. Whereas, like, we've seen the last few weeks, like, this is a very different stylistic matchup than what we've seen the last couple of weeks because the reality is UAB, North Texas, and USF are all versions kind of of the same team. Really good offense, terrible on defense. We've got some news on the Michigan. No, oh, okay, let's hear it. From Pete Thamel. He oh, clearly, he's, wait, he's back? He clearly just got it. Wait, he's back? On some, the, I, thought they, I thought he was kind of sidelined on this beat. The Big Ten is expected to discipline Michigan for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation and will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. He will be allowed to coach during the week. So that will go to court. If that is actually what it is. Now, there's some typos in this. I don't know if Thamel, Thamel, wrote, Thamel fired that sucker off really quickly. It feels like this 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 is a story that's kind of, like I feel like Thamel doesn't get shaken very much. Mm-hmm. He feels a little shook on this one. Yeah. Maybe. Now, maybe it's because of all the online bullying the Michigan, the good Michigan men and women have been doing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. But um, developing news on the Michigan front, we'll talk about it more uh, uh, I'll say next this. Hour. My fearless prediction. Yeah. Are we going to be talking about this coming out of the weekend? I Jim think Harbaugh. so. Jim Harbaugh's going to be coaching on it tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk to Blake Topmeyer. Maybe we'll get his thoughts on this. Also talk about a big weekend for SEC football. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Blake Tomeyer is the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. His podcast, SEC Football Unfiltered, available each and every week where you can find podcasts on Twitter, on X, at B Topmeyer. Blake, have you ever covered a college team that has to go get a temporary restraining order so that their football coach can coach? <laughs> no, I don't think I have, although if we think back to uh, Tennessee's NCAA 
situation with Jeremy Pruitt, uh, they were they were uh, enacting every means possible to try to avoid NCAA penalty there, including getting uh, who was it, the state attorney general yeah. involved. So things are. Uh, are kind of jumping the shark here when it when it comes to uh, NCA problems and it's, getting uh, you know strange methods involved. I it's guess. it's kind of like the reminder, that, like you know, there's nothing new under the sun. This used to be pretty prevalent, like in the '70s and the '80s. And the first time I remember it having a comeback, Penny Hardaway got a, a TR. Excuse me, James Wiseman. Yeah, got James a, Wiseman. James you. Wiseman got a TRO uh, to try and play. Not but, just try. He did. Remember, yeah, I was. He, but like he we, went from the courtroom and correct. to the court. Well, there's a sprinter van. They, they, they had the sprinter van <laughs> taking him back and forth. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. But it, it, it's, it's kind of nice to see some throwbacks every now and then. You know, as much as college football is changing, sometimes you can just go back to go back to your roots. You don't like a ruling, just go get the courts involved. Yeah, and, and here's the thing that fascinates me about this one, and I'm, I'm driving, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, but the Big Ten is reportedly instituting this suspension that's being reported of, of Jim Harbaugh, correct? It's not the Yes, NCAA, correct, the yes. According yeah. to Thamel, so the only my, person that we've seen that has it so far is Thamel. Okay, and so my question is, do we see any world, any world in which uh, Greg Sankey would say, uh, Nick Saban, or Kirby Smart, uh, I'm going to sit you down for three weeks. Even though your team's got a chance at the national championship, uh, you're benched for a few weeks. Now, it's important to point out, Alabama and, and Georgia are not facing these allegations. However, I don't care if they would. I mean, it, it's laughable to me to think of the idea that, that the SEC would be doing this to a national championship contender. But we know the way the Big Ten is sometimes. It likes to get up on its moral high horse and think it's different from everybody else. And how'd that work out for them in 2020? They thought they were gonna, weren't going to play football, um, and then, then all of a sudden they decided that was a bad idea. Maybe maybe they would play this whole football thing. But this is another case of the Big Ten being the Big Ten is what I well, think. Well, here's I, here's what's interesting. So it's just Nicole Arbach just reported the Michigan team is still currently flying going to, ha- going to State College, Pennsylvania for the Penn State game and has not received any communication from the Big Ten Conference office, which if all of this is accurate, if Thamel's accurate, if Nicole's accurate, and I have no reason to believe they're not, is that, Tom, no, that, that doesn't matter. Is Tom Mars on the plane? 
Well, but that means they that means they leaked it before even telling Harbaugh that he's suspended. Yeah, but I mean they knew that. I think they knew this was like possible. Yeah, the, that's still that's another like just like kind of it's just like terrible handling of a situation. You so, gotta tell them first before you leak it. I, I want to go back to your point though, Blake, because one thing that I think is interesting. I agree with you on Sankey right now, but if you think back to right when Sankey took over from Slive, Sankey did not have the political power. That he currently, you know, has now. And remember, that was kind of when snitch culture kind of reared its head again. Remember, like, you had the weird, like, Florida LSU bickering about the hurricane game. That's true. Mississippi State and Ole Miss was a largely, like, that was was getting back to the roots of snitch culture. Like, I think it's a byproduct of a a brand new commissioner. I think that's part of it. I, I don't know, though. This is a chance to kind of show that, that you're you're the one in charge here, and maybe maybe that's what he thinks he's doing by sitting Harbaugh down. But I actually think he's uh, going to the other direction here, and and uh, you know, cowing to pressure. Uh, you, you know, uh, to the other point about like Harbaugh finding out, you know, last I don't, I don't know. I kind of push back about that. Like sometimes fired coaches, I think sometimes find out that they're fired through the media. Like sometimes reporters just got better sources. Uh, and, and and they get it to a point before the coach finds out. This, this would not be. Oh, you know, I get I get that. It's just again, it to me, it's a bad look for the commissioner that he allowed it to happen. Yeah, but like if you're if you're the Michigan side and you're you're you've been strategizing. All I guarantee week. it'll get brought up in court later today. But I'm saying like, you've been strategizing all week. You knew that the possibility was they would leak this while you were on the plane. But I think they're prepared for this. But I want to go back to To the, me, it's a total F you. Waiting I, till 4 o'clock local time where you're playing while you're on the plane? Like, that is, like, intentional by the Big Ten doing well, that. Well, I ask y'all, I'll, let's, I'll start with Blake. What if, if, like, we've all game theoried this out of what is Michigan going to do. What if he knows, all right, I announced the suspension, that – that makes everyone that's whining and complaining happy. Here, here we go. We got the official announcement now from right. the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten Conference announced today that the University of Michigan has been found in violation of the Big Ten sportsmanship policy for conducting an impermissible in-person scouting operation over multiple years, resulting in an unfair competitive advantage that compromised the integrity of competition. Um and then it goes through what the sportsmanship agreement. As a penalty imposed on the institution, the university football team must compete without its head football coach for the games remaining in the 2023 regular season, effective immediately. This discipline- does that include the championship game? That says regular season, so I assume not. What is what is the regular? Does the championship game? And then like a, is it part of the regular season or part of the postseason? Doesn't say in this announcement. This disciplinary action shall not preclude the university or its football team from having its head football coach attend practices or other football team activities other than the game activities to which it applies. For clarity, the head football coach shall not be present at the game venue on the dates of the games to which this disciplinary action applies. The Big Ten Conference will have no additional comment at this time. So to the courtroom, University of Michigan goes. The reason why, Blake, I bring it up, like, I've always said just because someone has what the the common man would view as a dream job, don't make the assumption that that person's brilliant. With that being said, like typically to you've got to be a fairly impressive person from a resume perspective to get these types of gigs. If you're Patelli, 
Is it possible he's just kind of playing politics in that, all right, I announced the suspension to keep this side of the room happy, but I know Michigan's going to file the restrict the restraining order. He's going to end up coaching. It's the same. It, it makes it look like I did the same thing, but I know that the end result is going to be he's still going to be on the sidelines. Like, is that like? Do you buy into like the possibility of like that's a middle ground that he took? Uh, maybe uh, he he would have to be one of the, the the sharper people in in college athletics, and and I maybe don't hold those people in, in, in such high as he team. is. But remember, he's uh, more of a he's more of a like a, a media guy. Yeah, well, then I, I hold him in even less. Esteem. Well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. I I guess I would find that a little far fetched to think that that he's uh, playing four D chess here. Um, I mean, ultimately, it, com- it comes down to this: Do we think he's coaching tomorrow? You think we? You think he gets the court? I do, don't you? I would lean yes. Yeah, I, I would lean yes. But um, I, I do. I, I agree with Mark. Like, I, I don't care how Jim Harbaugh finds out. I mean, he can find out for carrier pigeon. I don't care about that. I, I think the timing of this is. Um, unfair. It's less than 24 it's, hours from the game. But I think if yeah, you're Michigan, I, that's a good thing because that makes it even that makes, it's going to help in That's going to help getting the restraining order. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, we might need somebody on here with a JD for this this segment. Like, I, I have a minor in criminal uh, justice. Mark's, that I Mark's dad's my father's Mark's an, dad's attorney. an that's attorney. That's good enough. Yeah, that's, that good counts. enough. that's good enough. My father's an attorney, so I, I know I know enough. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's no, how, no, that's that's our legal that's our legal expertise. Well, <laughs> I will be interesting when they land when Harbaugh gets wind. Like, who who's the person who's telling Harbaugh when the look the plane's landing here? In Do a we really bit? think that plane doesn't have Wi-Fi? Oh, you, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, someone's probably already – they already got an email. Uh, or they're on Twitter I, or something. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to bet they know. Okay. Yeah. Hey, the restraining order aside, guys, like, what if he just went out there and coached? No, I mean, I, I am actually waiting for someone to finally do that and say, like, what are you going to do about well, it? Well, they would, they would declare it a forfeit, wouldn't they? If, like, there was no court order stopping them. I mean, is there a rule for that in the rule books that if a suspended coach goes out on the sidelines – it doesn't honor the suspension. You, I would say you've already. I don't know. According to the Big Ten, you've already violated. You've already violated the sportsmanship policy. What's another violation? It's double jeopardy. I mean, just, just I mean ultimately, ultimately, Michigan's policy. Michigan's best case in this in in today is going to be like. So, the Big Ten determined through evidence that the NCAA has gathered that Michigan vi- did this this in person scouting operation. Before the NCAA determined they did, even though the NCAA is the one who gathered all the information, I don't see how they're going to be able to like justify that in court. Again, that 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 to me is the upset of this story, is that the Big Ten is the one being the most heavy-handed yeah. on on Michigan. You know, I remember when this first story first first broke. It was the conspiracy theorist, the tinfoil hat crowd was like, "Ooh, is the NCAA?" out to get Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? Like, no. I mean, if something comes to the NCAA's doorstep, they usually investigate. Sometimes the punishment doesn't meet the crime because the NCAA doesn't have a lot of teeth these days. But, like, I, I didn't buy that, the, that it was some sort of NCAA witch hunt against Michigan. However, you know, this being turned on its head now and, and the big t- you know, the, the gears of justice 
did the NCAA, we know, grind so slowly. So the fact that the Big Ten is sprinting to get to the head of the line and suspend the coach uh, of its number three team in the nation, again, I just I don't see this being a story that would uh, that would happen right now in, in, in the SEC with Greg Sankey uh, or really maybe at any other conference. Like this, this seems like a uniquely Big Ten story that I don't see as an NCAA witch hunt. I do see as uh, the Big Ten being the Big Ten. Uh, by the way, the, there's a popular – people are retweeting the uh, – the uh, William Wallace speech from mm. Braveheart, all yes. the Michigan fans yes. on, that I follow on, on way, social media. It's war. Michigan's it's time for war. Michigan Twitter apparently, like, I feel like FSU Twitter is no longer, like, they're not at the peak of their powers anymore, which is ironic to me because I think they're better than they've been when they were at the peak of their powers. But it feels like Michigan Twitter right now is really taking up the mantra of, like, the most insufferable fan base online. <laughs> listen, listen, we're in crisis mode, Jeffrey. I mean, come on. It is like, honestly, we've been thrown Blake, into battle by one of our allies. Like, I legitimately, first off, I do think this is without a doubt one of the funniest, like, stories I can remember covering sports. Like, I, this story is laugh out loud funny to me. Connor Stallions is a character, like, finding out that he represented himself in court against a homeowner's association. Well, and now just the very fact that we are going like, to have a court hearing less than 24 hours before they're like, the biggest game of the weekend but in college football. You know what my favorite part of the story is, uh, Blake? It's Michigan having to accept that they're honestly no different than an SEC program. Like, this is exactly yeah. how an SEC program well, would fact, respond. many of my friends have said, true. wouldn't it be better for us in the SEC? Like, we they've talked about leaving the Big Ten over this. Oh, uh, Blake, Mark's group chat started their own conference. Yeah. Yeah, we're recruiting. We got we got USC, UCLA, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and as my friends put, and we'll get a Texas school of some. It's kind. just for geographical. I like, yeah. fill it out. Maybe SMU. Maybe you can get them in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not, help help like finance. Help jumpstart. Well, help jumpstart the. They're, uh, <laughs> they're familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> help jumpstart our startup. Um, it is a uniquely college football story, guys. I mean, the fact that this starts. It pro- let's be real. It probably starts because Ryan Day lost twice in a row to Michigan. Let's be real. Like, that's probably why it started. Well, and, and the fact that Connor Stallions, you know, someone of that ilk would even have any sort of influence over Correct. the football program. Be on a sideline, uh, yes. Yeah, it's just but, – but you know that there's a – I'm not saying everybody out there is cheating in the way that Michigan is alleged to be doing it, but there is some version of a Connor Stallions on, like, 80% of college football staffs in America, and I might be underselling. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd go higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, like, some crazed fan whoever, who got a job. Here's here's how you find the Connor Stallions. Find the GA that didn't play. That's the guy that has to, like, like he has to do whatever he can. The fact to, that he even got to a GA correct. job means like, he and was he has to Like, he's had to do unspeakable <laughs> things just to make seventeen grand a year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this one really does rise to the level of, uh, you know, Jerry Pruitt serving as his own bag man uh, in, the Tennessee, in the Tennessee scandal. And, and, and his, his, uh, his lead henchman, Brian Niedermeyer, sharing his bank account with his parents. Uh, they didn't like my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it really it is, again, a uniquely college football story. Uh, man, I just... Just when I think I couldn't love this sport anymore, this sport's the best. we get ourselves the Connor Stallion story. Yeah. Well, and now to top it all off, let's say Michigan wins the Big Ten championship. 
the commission has to hand the we could get a we could get one of the great trophy handoffs of all time. Well, also Blake, we got think about this. That's the other great thing about the story. We got the reemergence of the Jim McElwain, not Jim McElwain, the shark picture. <laughs> We got through, that one came back up. That was a good forty-eight hours for laughter. Well, I like that Central Michigan still has yet to determine they, officially they, if that was Connor they, Stallions not, on the sideline. There's been no comment whatsoever. But the the other thing that I've absolutely loved about this story is the biggest group of sore losers on the entire planet is college football coaches. Like no one, no one practices what they preach quite like college football coaches in general. And watching them do this sanctimonious, like hypocritical of everyone coming out and like acting like that they're so they're just so offended when in reality they're all doing the same thing like it's just been the most delicious story I, I can remember Here, here's another thing I think about um, if Jim Harbaugh was more universally supported by his own university by the brass from the top down there would he be up against it as much as he is here because um, you know, just following along with some of the reporting and and the, and the way Jim Harbaugh has been kind of this aloof, uh, combative sort with people inside his own his own ranks there at, at Michigan over the last few years. And, and you know, interviewing for every NFL job that comes open. Exactly. Like, you know, if, if that wasn't the case, again, would he be left in the situation he did here? I mean, you know, somehow Harbaugh is left with, like, no friends. Well, I do think that the university president at Michigan has, like, apparently Harbaugh and Ward Manuel, the AD, are sideways. They've been for a while. No way. Um, but and the university president is apparently just very gung-ho. Like, he's the one spearheading all of this for Michigan. Um, and so uh, it. I will say this. I don't think a pre, the previous two presidents at the University of Michigan would not have done this. Like, they would have taken this three... Like, there would be no going which, to court. Which tells you all the money's behind Harbaugh. Yes. Um, and so, it'll be interesting. There's also other games this weekend, and you you are driving to one of them, I assume, uh, Blake. Tennessee, in particular, has a rather big one against Missouri. Um, we've also got Georgia Ole Miss. I don't know which one you're headed to, but what do you make of the two big SEC games this weekend? Yeah, so I'll be at uh, Ole Miss, Georgia. Tennessee, from a Tennessee lens, like, I think this really shapes the narrative of their season. Like, if, if they lose at Missouri, finish 8-4 and four and go. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.